Sports and Mediumship Podcast, where we love to talk about anything and everything metaphysically based. Today, I want to tell a little story about my reopening process and an experience that I had with spirit. As I've said in some of my previous podcast episodes, when I was going through my reopening process, it was a bit messy, for lack of a better word. Beautiful, but messy. And in that process, I was getting woken up at about 3 a.m. almost every day, which is kind of well known as the witching hour. And I got a lot of spirit communication during that time. I didn't at that point in my life understand that I could set boundaries with spirit and carve out time during the day where I could engage with spirit rather than being woken up at 3 a.m. But regardless, I think even if I'd fully understood that at the time, I wouldn't have done anything any different because I just wanted so badly to open and to be able to engage with spirit on a higher level than what I was currently experiencing. And I knew it was possible. I absolutely knew it was possible. And so I was tired. Um, You know, every morning I was getting woken up at three. I was doing a lot of energy work. I didn't understand a psychic hygiene practice that would support the opening process that I was going through. I didn't have the proper grounding practices in place that would support the opening that I was going through. Uh, Honestly, I was just kind of learning as I went. And so I was tired a lot during that process. And one evening, I didn't have anything that I needed to be doing that night. I put my kids to bed. It was a beautiful summer evening. I got my three beautiful children to bed. And then I hopped into bed with a glass of wine. And I was going to scroll on social media aimlessly and not think. And as I poured the glass of wine. I went up, I climbed into my bed. I was just absolutely in heaven having these moments to myself where nothing was expected of me and nothing was desired of me. It was just literally me having some downtime in a period of my life where I just really didn't have any, if I'm being honest. And And I say that I could have created downtime, but it was more important to me to be working on my spirituality stuff. And so I was trading my downtime for my spiritual opening and awakening process. And that was a conscious choice and I was making it actively. So I do want to just kind of pause there and say that, that my statement of I didn't have any downtime. Well, I wasn't prioritizing downtime. I, you know, everybody has choices and how they spend their time. So anyways, I climbed into bed. I had all the windows open. It was an early summer. Maybe it wasn't even early. Maybe it was midsummer. But I had all the windows open. I had a fan going in my bedroom. The breeze was just absolutely glorious. It was like that kind of breeze that just makes you relax and let go 
and sink into whatever it is that you're experiencing. And so I climbed into bed with my glass of wine and my phone and the breeze and the warm evening night and the sounds of the evening as it kind of crept in. And I was adoring every ounce of it. And then the spirit showed up. And and I remember at the time thinking, oh, I can't. I've carved out this amount of time. But she was really clear that she really, really wanted to speak to her mom. And she explained to me that I knew her mom. I'd worked with her, not directly, but in a department where we shared a physical space. So it was two different departments, but they shared the same physical location. And so I knew her mom. I knew her mom fairly well, but her mom knew me in the capacity of being a physical therapist. Her mom did not know me in the capacity of being a medium. And I had at this point in my life created boundaries with spirit to say, I will not reach out to your loved ones without them coming to me. And it was a rule I put in place because I recognized that when I went through my opening process and spirits would come to me asking to connect with their loved ones when they could see a path, you know, I was in connection or in relationship in some capacity with their loved ones. They would come and ask to, to relay some messages. And after a while, I recognized that it really was unfair to, to their loved ones because their loved ones may not be in a spot where they're ready to have that experience. And so I started really putting some, some hard and strong boundaries in place with spirit to say, you need your loved ones to come to me. If you have something you want to say to them, I would love to do that, but I'm not going to contact them out of the blue to relay a message that they might not be emotionally, um, psychosocially ready to be receiving. And so I had that conversation with this spirit and she pointed out in the most articulate and beautiful way that her mom would have no way of knowing. You know, I wasn't open in society about mediumship and her mom had known me in the capacity of being a physical therapist. And so we kind of went back and forth and and I said, you know, but this is my boundary. And she said, why don't you reach out to her tonight? And, and she was really focused on that it had to be that night. And she said, I want you to reach out to her tonight. And I just want you to ask her if she's ever been to a medium. And if she answers you, yes, then you're going to relay the messages. And if she doesn't answer you, yes, and she doesn't say that she tried to be in contact with me and couldn't make the connection, then I will take your boundary. And so I made a deal with her, right? And so I reached out to this woman and I will call her D in this podcast. So I reached out to this woman, D, and messaged her, said, hi, how are you? She actually had adopted her grandchildren when her daughter transitioned 
into spirit form. And so I said, how are the boys? How's your summer going? Have you ever been to a medium? And her mom answered almost immediately, very, very quickly. And she said, I have. And my daughter did not come through. And it was, it was the statement that I had um, negotiated with the spirit on, right? And said, if she says this one thing, then I will, I will communicate for you, with you. Be, your, be the channel that relays the message that you want to say to your mom. And so I held up my half of the bargain, right? Because that was the deal. And so I gently just said, well, I am a medium and your daughter is here with me. And she wanted me to reach out to you. And, and honestly, you know, my heart skipped a beat knowing that this woman had lost her daughter. And that's just such a painful experience. I, you know, my heart just hurt for her. And to be approaching her in an unsolicited way, you know, against kind of my rules, yet I'd negotiated with her daughter, you know, it just, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Time really stood still. And I could watch the bubbles as she typed back to me. And I won't go through all the details of the engagement between her and her daughter, but long story short, the reason that it was so important to her daughter that she communicate with her mom that particular night is that it was her mom's anniversary. And that was really important to her to be able to relay this message. And so they engaged back and forth a little bit. Um, she kept talking about the color purple and then the, you know, the woman's son who her mom had adopted walked in the room with a purple sweatshirt on and she was talking about a fair and turned out that her other child was at a fair and there was something about some details of something that he was going to win and he did in fact win a monkey that could you know be stuck together and long story short it was just for a session that was not professionally done and I didn't I wasn't prepared for it I guess is the term that I would say and I'm guessing her mom also was not prepared for it it was something that really touched my heart in a way that I couldn't really articulate in the moment but I knew that it was important. I knew that the energy that was coming through and the messages that were coming through, if that was something that I could do for people and support them in their healing process, that I wanted to, you know, that I really wanted to. And there were a couple messages that her mom couldn't make sense, something about a silo. She would say that she, you know, would kind of essentially catch up with her around this particular silo 
And a couple days went by, her mom came back and said, I figured out the thing that you were talking about. And so we engaged a little bit more. And and then I said to her, I hope you enjoy your corn for dinner tonight. And her mom, Dee, said, I'm not having corn. I'm not having corn for dinner. And at that point in my life, I had gone through enough experiences with spirit to simply trust that what was coming through was coming through. And I didn't need, of course I wanted, but I didn't need it to be something that made sense for the person who was receiving. I had enough experience to recognize that oftentimes people say, that doesn't make sense to me. And three days, three months, three years later, it makes sense to them. And it's not my job to make it make sense. It's my job to relay the message. And so I kind of shrugged and thought, okay, whatever. Um, Maybe you're not having corn for dinner tonight, but that's what's coming through. And so, you know, a couple hours go by and Dee writes me back um, saying, Something along the lines of, are you kidding me? She said, I just went to put gas in my car. I pulled into, you know, the local store. And I was putting gas in my car. And a farmer showed up. Not any farmer. But the farmer who owns the farm. Where her daughter transitioned so her not actually transitioned but where the accident occurred that created her daughter transitioning and the car accident happened at the end of his property so has nothing to do with this farmer right but it was at the end of his you know property and so the car accident occurred you know years before this particular farmer pulls into the store that d was at filling up her gas tank and came over to her and said hey d i got some corn for you if you'd like it for dinner and i can remember feeling really grateful that d was willing to circle back with me and say you're right, I am having corn for dinner, right? Like, that's wild. And and at the time, there was parts of me that really did need that validation, and then there were other parts of me that didn't. But I will say that I was grateful in that moment for that validation. And very long story short, you know, I had, I had asked D not to tell people right because I was very much in the closet with my relationship with spirit and mediumship and there was just a part of me that didn't fully understand it myself and so to try and justify and explain it to other people felt overwhelming I had a bunch of family members who were very much unaware of this side of me and the circle of people that I was letting into this reality was fairly small at the time And, you know, a couple weeks later, Dee reaches out to me and says, Hey, 
I told a bunch of people about our experience. You know, she was excited. Um, and they want to do a seance. And I can remember, oh God, I can remember my heart sinking and thinking, oh no, you agreed. You said you wouldn't tell people, right? <laughs> you wouldn't tell my secret. And now she had told people that were in the physical area where a lot of my family members are. And all I could think was, everybody's going to find out. My family's going to find out. My old coworkers are going to find out. Everybody's going to find out. Um, which is funny. Now I can look back and laugh at it. But in the moment, I was just um, overwhelmed, I guess is the word I would use. I was overwhelmed. And it was my secret. It was the thing I was hiding from people, the part of me that felt so unsafe to share with the world because I didn't want to be judged. And I didn't want to be told that I was wrong. I didn't want to be told that I was lying. I didn't want to be told that in some capacity, the unique way that I show up in the world wasn't okay. And it took me years to really get to the spot where I was comfortable saying, the unique way that I show up in the world isn't for everybody. I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not for everybody, but I'm also not meant to be. And I'm okay with that now. In the moment, you know, back in the day when this all occurred, I definitely wasn't okay <laughs> with with that. I, I, I hated the sensation of being rejected socially for my uniqueness. And I, I didn't know how to internally validate enough to feel safe being me. That took me some time. Um, and, and I will say that is some of the most impactful and beautiful work that I think I've ever done is to get into the spot where I feel safe being authentic. Allowing people to see my uniqueness and not feeling like my world will crumble if in some sense my uniqueness is rejected. So that is my little story about my spirit communication around opening and my mid-summer's night experience with uh, a woman who just held me so beautifully you know I don't know that I've ever really been able to thank Dee for the way that she showed up for me that night you know in one sense you might think that I was showing up for her but she was equally showing up for me and her daughter uh, her daughter such a beautiful beautiful being her energy is just gorgeous and I will forever be grateful for my connection to both of them thanks for joining me here at Rose Quartz Mediumship for this podcast really appreciate you being on and listening and I hope to be with you on the next